Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the New England Patriots. This is the Patriots Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Patriots Wire editor, Henry McKenna. All right, welcome to this brand new Patriots Wire podcast. I'm Ryan O'Leary, joined as I will be each week by Henry McKenna, the managing editor of the Patriots Wire website, to talk all things Pats football. And from experience as a guy from New Hampshire, Henry, uh, I know there's always things to talk about with the Pats. You have a great job. Uh, Thanks for joining me on this project. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm stoked to get this thing rolling. I know we're going to have some really awesome things to talk about this season and and we're going to bring the analysis hard and fresh every week. 100%. I'm going to lean on you. You're, you're the expert. Uh, you know, this podcast is, by the way, powered by USA Today, the uh, USA Today Network. We'll have fantasy football advice coming up a little bit later in the show from the huddle, as well as a sports betting tip from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. And uh, maybe I'll lean on Henry's expertise on the Patriots side of some of those things. But uh, first, we can't, start, we can't start anywhere but Cam Newton, right, Henry? I mean, Belichick loves to play the game. Like maybe Brian Hoyer or Jarrett Stidham could win the starting job. But if we're all being honest, there's no question Newton will be under center when we get going next week, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. There was there was a time where Belichick tried his best to make it a competition. And Jarrett's – well, Brian Hoyer was checking down the ball all, all practice long um, for every practice, for every day. And so I think that got sort of fatiguing for the Patriots coaches because – he started getting fewer quality reps. And then um, Stidham suffered that hip injury, um, which, you know, Patriots fans have been following. Kind of happened suddenly. He, According to Adam Schefter, he ended up uh, – Stidham ended up going to the hospital one of the nights on the tr- of training camp. And then the next day he was super limited, and the Patriots sort of eased him back into activity. But by that point, it was becoming tremendously clear – that Cam Newton was the best quarterback on the team, that that sort of the competition that was happening early on was only a product of Newton's rust and his lack of knowledge of the system. And so once that that sort of catch-up work was was underway or was completed, I suppose, that he was suddenly, you know, the best quarterback, which is sort of what everybody assumed would happen. Uh, and I think to agree there was this weird backlash on Twitter and and sort of among other media members that like the Patriots uh, media contingent was sort of like creating a story, but it was like, no, we're just saying what's happening, which is, which is that like it was competitive for a few days and then it wasn't. (laughs) So, you know, as, as expected, Newton pulled ahead in the competition, but also sort of as expected, Belichick did his best to make it a competition. So he didn't just hand Newton the job. And, you know, even if, even if, Stidham was the guy, if it was Newton, Belichick wasn't going to try to win games, you know, 30 to 14 this year. Anyway, I think we know how the Patriots are going to try to win. It's going to be on that defensive side of the ball. That's where the strength of the team is. But, you know, we have to go back to one of the other big stories in camp. And this was maybe a couple weeks ago, but the Patriots had the most aggressive COVID opt-outs, right? They mean, eight opt-outs total, most of any team in the league. Guys like Dante Hightower, Pat Chung, you know, Marcus Cannon on the uh, offensive side of the ball. But, you know, do you think the defense is going to feel that, losing some of those big names, a leader like Hightower? Um, you, you know, where are they going to feel that the most? I would say um, Chung's probably one of the harder players to replace. He doesn't – I think Patriots fans listening to this will kind of nod along and say, yeah, but – 
um, most national fans will will think Dante Hightower he's he's pro bowler um and so but I think the 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 way that Chung plays as a box safety as a guy who covers running backs tight ends as a guy who rushes the passer sometimes the guy who um really does well in traffic or in coverage um you know there are breakdowns like Chung Chung had trouble with tight ends at the end of last year but he's because he does so much he's he's so versatile that you you have a hard time figuring out how to make those snaps replace those snaps versus Hightower is a really good player on the inside but they have Jawan Bentley um and I would say Jawan Bentley is like on the way to becoming a hunt a Hightower-esque player and we've seen so little of Jawan Bentley because the linebacker group was incredibly deep and gifted last year. So this year, I think we're going to see more of him. We'll see that development. And he looked competent in his rookie season two years ago. He looked like he could play. And I think he will play a lot and play well. Um, on the back end, Chung's probably going to – I think we'll see Kyle Duggar um, play a lot of Chung's roles. I think we might see um, – we might see Adrian Phillips playing some of that. Terrence Brooks, if he makes the roster. I think Adrian Phillips is also on the roster bubble. And maybe even Jawan Williams, the guy who was a second-round pick in 2019, didn't play. He's a cornerback. But the Patriots have been kind of tinkering with him. Um, and, and so we might see him playing in the box a little bit uh, and, and covering some tight ends. From a fantasy perspective, back on the offensive side of the ball, I, I mean – Maybe James White on the running back side. I might stay away from all running backs. I'll get your take on that. Maybe James White in a PPR. But what Patriots do you think people should target in their drafts? Maybe a saucy, a tight end. Nikhil Harry, you expect him to have a big year. Sanu looks like he's in good shape, but I'm not sure what kind of camp he's had. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, who, do you, who would you target if you were uh, drafting this week? Yeah, the Patriots are, are a weird team for fantasy this year because no Tom Brady means who knows. And Sony Michelle, like you said, um, or at least the running back situation that you alluded to, is so complicated. Damian Harris is having a terrific training camp, and he's a guy that probably people don't know, again, unless they're, they're hardcore Patriots fans. Uh, Third-round draft pick out of Alabama last year didn't play. He got four carries. Uh, suddenly looks like the top running back. And then to make things even more complicated, Lamar Miller's on the team. And he's a guy who can play all three downs, but got an ACL-MCL tear in 2019 during training camp and is recovering from that. So you've got all these guys who have both question marks and good cases to be the top running back. And that doesn't even really account for the fact that James White's going to get a lot of third down snaps, the fact that Rex Burkhead might work a lot in the red zone, uh, vulturing kind of carries and touchdowns, so on, from those running backs. This is all to say that I would avoid basically every Patriots running back except for maybe a Damian Harris because the value the value is good. And, yes, James White and PPR. Um, so, yes, Aussie Aussie is a guy who has nice – Devin Aussie Aussie, the tight end, is a guy who has nice value. Um, I haven't looked at where he's getting drafted recently, but I know that he's like – you know, way up there. He's like tight end, you know, 15 to 20 probably. Um, and he's at the, I think he's going to have a really big role in the offense. He's, he dealt with an ankle injury, but before that he was 
um, getting a lot of quality reps. And I keep saying that term because that's really the only term I can use. The NFL has been very strict about phrasing of, of what kind of work these players are getting. Yeah, we don't um, want you to get in trouble. Yeah, but um, Asiasi, he he got a lot of catches in training camp and looked natural in the Patriots offense, which is very rare for a tight end. And then I kind of like Cam Newton, um, obviously running quarterbacks present sort of sneaky value. And I do think the Patriots will run him a fair amount. They're going to be cautious because they don't want to get him hurt. But um, I could see him exceeding. I think he's like QB 14 or something. Like that's that's a pretty comfortable place to get him as sort of like your backup or maybe you're drafting like Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton, two guys I think are gonna like they're presenting pretty good value this year. Uh, so you, I would if you're gonna draft Newton, I would double up at quarterback in your draft. Um, what else? Julian Edelman's always a safe bet. Uh, I I think he's gonna have a solid but not exceptional year, and then like. I don't know. Like, Nikhil Harry is is an interesting guy to me because I, he's going to have to play. Like, yeah. Mohamed Sanu has not looked good in training camp. He's looked slow. So, I think they're going to have to put Nikhil Harry on the, on the field. And where he's getting drafted, which I think is, like, near 200, the 200s overall, um, I, I would say that's that's low enough that it's absolutely worth just seeing if he ends up being the number two receiver in the, on the team. And maybe he ends up getting bumped to the waiver wire by like week four and some, and that's when he starts to heat up. But that's a guy who I would kind of keep an eye on all season. Maybe he becomes a waiver wire target um, or, a, or a late draft sleeper that you could potentially, you know, stash. And, and then once he gets hot, you, you kind of stick with him. We're off and running on the Patriots Wire podcast. We'll be right back. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit em, start em. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends in a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Bonini with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football do's and don'ts entering the final drafting weekend of 2020. Players I really like. Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. He's going in the sixth round on average as the fifth overall quarterback chosen. You can wait a little bit from the Lamar Jacksons and Patrick Mahomes of the world and still get very similar value. Running back Raheem Mostert had his contract squabble settled in the offseason, and he's ready to rock and roll in one of the best running back systems in football. Invest as an RB2 and consider him a steal if you get him as a third. Brandon Cooks is a well-traveled wide receiver who has shown he can produce immediately everywhere he goes. He heads to the Houston Texans to help replace DeAndre Hopkins as a group of wide receivers trying to come together, catching passes from the hand of Deshaun Watson. Another wide receiver I really like is Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The second-year receiver was able to make some noise as a rookie in 2019 with a hodgepodge of quarterbacks. Big Ben is back on the field, healthy, ready to go. Johnson's going to have a superb year. And tight end Rob Gronkowski. He doesn't come without risk, but he's healthy. He had the year off to get his body right, and he's the only player on this roster we can confidently say Tom Brady trusts explicitly. On the other side of the coin, Arizona Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake is going right around the end of the first round, early second round, and he's making fantasy owners invest a killing off of basically four or five games. There's just way too much risk involved there when you can find a safer player with as much upside a little bit later on. David Johnson is another running back now with the Houston Texans. 
Texans. It's been four seasons since we've seen anything special from him in fantasy football. The loss of Phillip Rivers at quarterback means Terod Taylor's the starter. I have zero confidence in his ability to consistently deliver a ball to Keenan Allen to keep him returning round five investment. For more fantasy football tips and advice, check out thehuddle.com, part of the USA Today Sports Network. The Bills returned 9 of 11 starters from the second best defense in the sport last year, and they added a dynamic threat in Stefan Diggs, who should help Josh Allen, who sometimes feels more dangerous with his legs than his arms. They haven't won a playoff game in 25 years, though, and they won't this year either, because despite the departure of you-know-who, the Patriots are going to win this for the 12th straight year. Nothing could be more them than getting Cam Newton for nothing and him being great. Plus, they had the number one defense last year, and the best coach of all time is still there. Reports of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. New England once again wins the AFC East. Somewhat of a contrarian take right there from Mike Greenberg of ESPN, Henry. Everyone's jumping on the Bills bandwagon this year. And to be honest, if the Bills let Newton, who just got here, Belichick and and their old friend Stephon Gilmore torture them this season, I mean, that would be, in my opinion, like franchise-wide embarrassment and head with, heads would have to roll over there in Buffalo. I mean, what's your take on the AFC East? Is it is it the Bills, uh, you know, at the leader of the pack? Or do you do you agree with Green, Greeny there that, uh, that the Pats are just going to overtake them and do what they do? I like the Patriots. I mean, who, who doesn't? It's Bill Belichick, right? I think they are going to be competitive. But I think the, peop- the team that people are not considering – is the Miami Dolphins. We so often see a team like the Buffalo Bills make a breakthrough as their quarterback gets a little bit better as a rookie. Um, And then they start to build around that quarterback and they start to think that they've got a a win now window. And and it just doesn't work out. I mean, like look at the Jack Jacksonville Jaguars um, who are like now in total utter collapse mode where they really started building around Blake Bortles the year after he took them to the AFC championship game. I, I think it's not like a perfect comparison, but I guess my, my point really is that teams regress unless they're the Patriots, <laughs> but teams regress uh, and the bills seem like a team that, that they're sort of like a natural candidate to do that. But the Miami dolphins strike me as a natural candidate to absolutely explode. I mean, they, they really popped off in the second half of the season Brian Flores had them winning games. They upset the Patriots in week 17. And and then they go out this offseason and they get Byron Jones, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They get uh, Kyle Van Noy. They, they make three selections in the first round. Um, they, they've really quickly rebuilt a team that was actually pretty darn good to begin with. And under a coach that seems to be really establishing himself, not as a Belichick disciple, but as his own person, uh, as a guy that, that really rallies players. He's very different than Belichick in his style, Brian Flores. So Almost like a guy really like Vrabel. Liked... Oh, sorry to cut you off, Henry. Almost like a guy like Vrabel who's not afraid of Belichick. And that's the kind of coach totally. you got to be. you got to be that coach. Yeah. And, and not afraid of Belichick and not afraid to be different than Belichick because – that's where I think Matt Patricia got in a little trouble was he was so entrenched in the Patriot way that all of a sudden he wanted to establish that in Detroit and we're seeing it be, it, it just like, it's not, it didn't work, not at first. And I don't think it's going to work this year either. I think Patricia might end up losing his job and we'll see what happens with Joe judge, a guy who yep. is, yep. was very Saban and Belichickian. Um, so anyways, my my point is I think I think the Bills end up maybe third in the division and and the Patriots and Dolphins will be the teams duking it out and ultimately 
I think maybe even both actually i guess the, their schedule in the afc is just so freaking hard they've got the nfc west that maybe along with like the chiefs and the and the ravens so um maybe it's more like you know one of those two teams squeaks into the playoffs and you know you just smart money's always on the patriots so I think that's where you have to go. But I just I just want to honor the Dolphins' progress as a franchise because I think it's impressive. Yeah, I hear you. And uh, I'm getting fired up for week one now just, just thinking about it. Um, oh, so, yeah. So, I think that's an upset in the, in the making. Oh, man, I sure. love it. Okay, well, let's save that. for we got to save that content for next week. we got to save it. Uh, so there it is. Henry has the Bills third. I think that's a great take. I love it. I love it. We'll be right back with one more segment of the Patriots Wire podcast. <laughs> It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. And here's what you need to know about the season opener between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. The Super Bowl 54 champs are favored by 9.5 points with the over-under set at 54.5. Both numbers have already been bet down since they were first released, along with the 2020 NFL schedule in mid-May. The Texans beat the Chiefs 31-24 in a Week 6 meeting last season. Seven of the Chiefs' 12 wins in 2019 came by at least 10 points. While the Texans lost three games by at least 10 last season, one of those was in Week 17 with QB A.J. McCarron under center. I like the Texans to cover and keep it within nine, take the under as well on a number inflated by the hype of the season opener and a tantalizing quarterback matchup between Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Check out sportsbookwire.com for more with all odds from BetMGM Sportsbook. Subscribe to Bet Something Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Henry. Over under regular season Patriots wins for the 2020 season. My app has them at 8.5, eight and a half over under. What do you think for the Patriots this year? I think Vegas has you in a very tough spot because like I, like I referred to earlier in the podcast, this, this, this comp or excuse me, this schedule is so darn tough. I think nine wins is how they win the division. Uh, I think it's going to look like the NFC East kind of did last year. So on that note, I predicted the Patriots will win. So I'll say I'll say nine wins. I'll say that that you you just squeak by on the over. I'm with you. I think nine. I think nine's a reasonable number. I do agree with the schedule, but it, they got to go nine and seven. I can't see the Patriots going eight and eight even with Brady gone. Uh, and as far as like the AFC champion numbers, I mean, Chiefs are obviously the big favorite. Uh, Ravens are up there. And then the Patriots are third, tied with the Colts, on, according to my app, according to the odds. What do you think about that? Pat's third in the conference, tied with the Colts. Do you think that's right where they belong? No. I think the Colts are a much better team. And obviously the Ravens and the Chiefs are are also good. But I, I just I think that sort of bet looks actually like what the Patriots would look like if they had Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And that that even if Tom Brady was on this team they would probably be tied for third. But because it's Newton and it's a new quarterback in an, in the Patriots system, I really do not think they are going to look good for the first four, maybe five weeks. They just haven't had enough time to prepare. Yeah. And I know a lot of teams are dealing with that, but I think I think it's going to be like, you know, I'm going to be making all these predictions. Oh, they'll, win, they'll just win the, uh, the AFC East. 
but I think um, it's going to look really ugly for a while. And they're, they're going to maybe scrape together a few ugly, ugly wins. And then as the season sort of like finishes, they're going to start to get it together. That rushing, uh, that passing offense is going to be good, which always happens under Phillip Rivers. He's, he's just, he may not be a super great playoff quarterback, but he's such a prolific passer. And I think a part of the reason why he's not a good playoff quarterback is because he played in L.A. Um, for the Chargers where that organization was a total mess. So I think I think we got to honor the, the Colts here and the Patriots are getting a little too much love because we we love Bill Belichick. We love Tom Brady in the playoffs. And it's only Bill Belichick now. And he's got to figure out how to win playoff games without Tom Brady, the guy who who will do just about anything it takes to score points in the fourth quarter when he's down. So um, I think I think uh, we'll see a regression from New England this year. Seriously, I think with Vegas, we got to watch for Patriots inflation, right, with some of these lines. Like maybe that, you know, people are going to give the Patriots more credit than they really deserve, uh, at least early in the season and with futures bets. Man, I enjoyed I enjoyed the knowledge. I enjoyed the conversation. Henry, thanks for joining me today. And uh, we'll get into the Dolphins and, and some of these other topics next week. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good week next week. Football will be on the horizon. And we will have really awesome preview content. So you are extremely ready to enjoy the game on Sunday. Hell, yeah. I'm ready for it. He's Henry McKenna. I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us on the first episode of the Patriots Wire podcast. We'll be back next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.